Love Talk Radio. Black Hole Radio presents Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. With your host, Rudolph Muhammad and Yusuf Muhammad. Blessings, peace, and blessings in the name of the all-wise, true, and living God. We thank him, and we could never thank him enough for his merciful intervention in the affairs of men in the person of Master W. Farah Muhammad, to whom all praise is due forever. We thank him for his wise choice in finding one and raising one in the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, the eternal leader of the nation of Islam, and we could never thank the two of them enough, that double portion of the spirit, for leaving with us in this dispensation of time, more than a divine reminder, he is a torchlight for America and a warning to the nations of the earth, the criterion in human form and the person of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. In those three great yet humbled names, I'm honored, brothers and sisters, once again to welcome you, greet you with the greeting words of peace. Assalamu alaikum. Well, brothers and sisters, uh, for those who may not be familiar with that salutation and that greeting, 
Assalamu alaikum simply means peace be unto you in the language of our ancestors. Wa alaikum salam is the return greetings. It is also a prayer. And so our prayer here at Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness is that you do better today than you did yesterday by Allah's grace, mercy, and permission. So we welcome you, welcome you, welcome you to another weekly edition of Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness that comes before our listening audience every Friday from 4 o'clock to 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We want to thank you for the honor of your ear and the privilege of your presence. Welcome, welcome, welcome to our first-time listeners, and shout out to our consistent and constant listeners. I'm your co-host, Brother Youssef Muhammad, along with our more than capable co-host, Brother Rudolph T. Muhammad, who will be with us shortly to welcome us as well. But I just wanted to show my attitude of gratitude for you tuning in to this weekly edition. So much is going on in the world, both externally, so much is going on in the world internally, and is shown by the manifestation or of our actions or the lack thereof. But we just want, once again, I, I want to welcome you to another weekly edition of Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. We'll give you rules of engagement and the objective afterwards, but I want to fall back at this time and bring before the microphone my dear brother, our dear brother, Brother Rudolph T. Muhammad, who will carry us further with the welcoming. Thank you. Salam alaikum, Brother Rudolph. Welcome, beloved. Wa alaikum. Beginning all things, the one God. That one. Brother Rudolph, I don't know where you are, beloved, in terms of positioning, but uh, your transmission is going in and out. I don't know if you're aware, but I'm just letting you know. Okay. How's that? Is that better, brother? Much better. Yes, sir. All right. Then let's begin again in the name of of the one God, that one responsible for all that was, is, and ever will be, the grand architect of the universe out of his own mind, designed this world that we were birthed into, placed everything that we needed to survive and to live a wonderful life here before we even got here. To that one, do we owe obeisance? And do we owe obedience to? We thank Allah for appearing in the person of Master Farid Muhammad and traveling here 9,000 miles to the shores of the United States of America. And he landed or deposited himself in Black Bottoms, Detroit, Michigan, where I happen to be at right now coming to you live from Black Bottoms. Yes. And it's still here, and the people are still here. And this was such a place that the God could not send a messenger here first. He had to come himself 
so that he could start the begin the work of the resurrection of those that were here. So we thank Almighty God, Allah, for appearing in the person of Master Fard Muhammad, and we thank him for raising up one from amongst us right here in Black Bottoms, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, who we now know today is the risen Christ. And we thank both of them for backing, emboldening, giving power to, and letting the student deal with the so-called powers of the world today. We're talking about none other than our brother, the champion of truth, the heavyweight champ of the world, of the righteous, and who speaks truth to power unequivocally. He doesn't scratch where he doesn't itch. He doesn't bow because his back is not broken. We're talking about our brother, the Honorable Minister Lewis Farrakhan. And in those three great names, I greet the family of Muhammad, the well wishes of Muhammad, the uh, uh, supporters of Muhammad, and even the detractors of Muhammad, because all things work together for good for those who love the Lord. We greet you in the greeting words of peace and the paradise of Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam, sir. Brother Yusuf, you know, I growing up in the in the church, you know, when the church has a program, it was always customary to have a welcome address because, you know, some people come in and you want to make sure everybody understands that they're welcome and that this is their house and they can conduct themselves accordingly, according to the rules, but they can feel free to, uh, you know, conduct themselves here. So, uh, you know, I, I'm going to give the welcome address right now for the show today. So you're welcome to sing, dance, clap your hands, dial 563-999-3089 and press the number one and join in the conversation so it does not become a monologue. You're welcome once, you're welcome twice. You're welcome three times in the name of the risen Christ. Brother Yusuf. Wow, beautiful, beautiful, Brother Rudolph. Well, 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 now that we've gotten that out the way, let's go right into why we're here, brothers and sisters. This program, Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness, uh, we want you to become self-reliant in taking appropriate action and response to any emergency as the keeping it in the church, the gospel singer Hezekiah Walker would say, we need you to survive. This program promotes public awareness and engages in public outreach to inform, to educate, and to train all people in how to best prepare for, respond to, and recover from all emergencies. Our objective is to ensure that everyone has a reasonable working knowledge of disaster preparedness and to help you to determine the best choices in any emergency response to avert danger and save lives. Our vision here at Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness is that each individual citizen, including every capable man, woman, and child, understand their personal responsibility for the safety of themselves, their family, their neighbors, and the overall well-being 
of the larger community. You know, I'm going to let you in on a little secret, brothers and sisters. Before we came live on the air today, and shout out to Black Hole Radio. That's right. LLC, our engineers that give us the wherewithal, give us the opportunity to come before you with their technical skills and their business skills that we can come before you every week. So as we were talking to our more than capable engineer, Brother Fars Muhammad and Brother Rudolph and I, we flipped back into old school hip-hop. And, you know, for those of us who, you know, are trying to be in tune with the time in terms of disaster awareness for community preparedness, whether it's the V's, as Brother Rudolph talked about two weeks ago, the virus, the vaccines, or the variants, whether it's the W's that we put on our PPE, our personal protective equipment. That's right. Yeah, they call me affectionately the disaster or the pastor of disaster. And I can go to Scripture and say, we need to gird up our loins and put on the whole armor of God, that helmet of salvation, that breast shield of uh, righteousness, that yes, sword of, of, of faith and your shoes protected with the spirit. I could tell you that, but the PPE relative to the three V's are the three W's. Wash your yeah. hands, wear your mask and watch your distancing. And so why do you start with that, brother, and how do you connect that to old-school hip-hop? Well, you know, we here at Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness, we prepare ourselves every week to offer a message. You all remember the message back in the day Mm -hmm. where it said a child is born with no state of mind. He was blind to the ways of mankind. God is smiling on you, but he's frowning too because only God knows what you go through. It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. And so whether you're talking about reading the sign, oh, yeah, I forgot. (laughs) I forgot that part, (laughs) Melly Mel, right? So anyway, whether you're reading the signs, brothers and sisters, in Scripture or getting the message by way of, the spoken word, hip-hop, it was the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan who told us years ago that, quote, those who are scripturally prepared know that it is prophesied that we would be living in a time of wars and rumors of war, pestilence, famine, earthquakes in diverse places. We are witnessing terrifying disasters afflicting the peoples of the world and those disasters are now afflicting the United States of America. Yeah. Believing that those prophecies will be fulfilled, it is our duty to learn as much as we can on disaster preparedness and do all we can to prepare the American people and our people in particular for coming disasters, unquote, from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. So let's fast forward and see what's going on according to our research uh, today. Well, 
I don't think you even need to be a researcher to know that there's a humanitarian crisis going on, both where we live, on our block, in our city, in our state, in our country, internationally. Look, it's about moving parts and broken hearts. Right. Right. Our president just got back from the well, the president of the United States of America, Joseph Biden, right, just got guy. back from the United Nations Climate Summit in Glasgow. <laughs> and guess what? Activists that were saying all these leaders are really about blah, 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 as it relates to the youth crisis. The young Caucasian girl, Greta Thunberg, she, she she said it. It's all about blah, 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 blah with these leaders of meeting. They've been meeting for 10 years, 20 years. What's really being done about what they're calling control. And then if right. you're really looking at the devil being in the detail, you know President Biden made some statements over there relative to Holding back, holding back on the coal crisis because this man, Joe Manchin, this congressman and Christian, uh, they're holding back his infrastructure bill. It's it's political. I mean, not only are the youth saying blah 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 blah, but we got to check it out. You know, you know, brother, brother, brother Forrest. Brother Brother Rudolph, I find it interesting that when these politicians bring these bills before each other until the get until the bill gets signed or not, these are the statements they make. You gotta look for the pork in it. You gotta look for the pork right. in it. Or <laughs> in the details. I just find that real interesting that that's what they're telling us to do. Look for the pork in it, or devil is in the details. And so the youth, even they pork. Were no, I'm sorry, we don't even eat pork. Why would we look for the pork? <laughs> Imagine that. So the youth are over there telling them, "Look, we want to live." Youth went on there over there and said, "Look, man, we're gonna take a two-week hunger strike until y'all really get it together." And so. President Biden is back in the United States. The panel put together 14,000 scientific studies on the climate panel report. And guess what they came up with? One person said, and I quote, it's not climate change, it's climate chaos. Another person it's code red, and they really came out with four basic bullet points. Number one, as if we didn't know it, humans are to blame. Okay. Number two, temperatures will be rising. And one uh, researcher said some impact 
the temperature rising are irreversible. Number three, the weather is getting extreme. More rain, more snowfall, more fires, more droughts, severe heat waves. They said of the severe heat waves that used to take place, according to their statistics, one every 50,000 years, they're now taking place one every decade. And the fourth point is that the seas will rise no matter what. The seas, meaning the Atlantic Ocean, the Pacific Ocean, the Indian Ocean, will rise no matter what. So it's like for those of us who've been studying this on disaster awareness for community preparedness, we like saying, man, can y'all tell us something we don't know? Right, right. Anyway, anyhow, I just wanted to bring that, number one, that UN report, climate summit, panel report to us on disaster awareness for community preparedness. Because, again, uh, let us just also apologize for last week not going live. It was beyond our control. It was technical difficulties uh, from, from blog talk radio point of view, and that's that's really out of our control. So this is why we welcome you back to put you up, give you the update of the landscape, if you will. Of course, the climate summit, significant. Of course, the virus, vaccines, and variants are another point need to, you know, of course, we'll speak about as the week goes on. And last but not least, uh, and it's not really last. I just wanted to make three points, all right? But this third one is the 31st annual National Black Farmers Association Conference that opened up today. You can register. It's a virtual conference, so it's free. It opened up today, and um, it closes out tomorrow the National Black Farmers Association. If you go to their website, just put in National Black Farmers Association, and what will come up is uh, a link that you can click on and register now because it's as much, in fact, it's more about pharmacy, F-A-R-M-A-C-Y, as it is about pharmacy, P-H-A-R. M-A-C-Y. Our dear brother, brother, student minister, Nuri Muhammad, caused the the, the the drug stores, the new trap house. Anyway. Yes, sir. Word Wall to the wise is sufficient. I'm going to fall back, brothers, and let brother Rudolph pick up where, you know, Allah wants him to expand, elaborate, or give us some other issues we need to be concerned about. Brother Rudolph. Yes, sir. Thank you, Brother Yusuf. No, we're going to stay right here. You know, I was in the Navy, so, you know, when you out in sea and you turning over the helm or the person that's steering the ship, you know, when, when they plot the course and the ship is on course, then you take over the ship. There's usually a variance and you get off course a little. So the, whoever the officer of the deck is, he's going to holler up there you know, and tell you, uh, stay on course. 
Mm-hmm. Hold it, hold it right there. Stay on course. So that's yeah. what we're going to do. Since you put us there, that's where we're going to stay. Climate Minister Louis Farrakhan echoed what the most honorable Elijah Muhammad had told about you. Of America. The, uh, Again, Brother Rudolph, make sure you're, you're, you're situated because you, you just faded. Okay. Again. All right. Yes, sir. He talked about the four great judgments of this world. And it wasn't, it wasn't Russia, it wasn't China, it wasn't Korea, and it wasn't no, nothing in Europe. He was talking about the that are stored heaven in the heavens to which you have no defense against. He was talking about rain, snow, the hair, not going to bombard this country until the leaders do right. The country is being curtailed on all sides. You have fires mm-hmm. on the West Coast. We got flooding on the South. We got flooding and wind and deterioration of structure and roadway and foundation on the East Coast. The north, as far north as you can go, uh, the, the is changing, which is bringing about all t- types of other manifestations. You have nature or the natural predators coming of their natural home and coming down, invading the urban cities now. So where you could be walking down the street and you think that that's just a mutt up the street be a pack of coyotes. It could be a pack of wolves. All of these natural predators are now in the same area that we're living in. So nature itself, it's almost, um, I liken it, who is going In her first trimester, they said that she is the most vulnerable with everything that's going on, and so particular attention has to be paid to what she's doing, where she's going, and how she does things in order to safeguard herself and the viability of the fetus. And as she goes along with the pregnancy, sometimes complications arise, and what they say is that there's a threat of an abortion or a miscarriage, meaning that the womb itself is trying to expel the fetus before time. Well, nature now is, it seems, it appears, one could say, is fighting back for all of the destruction that we have done to her, and now she's trying to rid herself of the problem, which seems to be us. In the Holy Quran, 
There's a scripture, Brother Yusuf, that says corruption has appeared upon the land and the sea on That's account right. of what our hands have wrought. It didn't mm-hmm. say that nobody else did it. It didn't blame God. It didn't even blame Satan. It said on account of what our hands have wrought. Mm-hmm. So we are the problem. But in being the problem, we are also the solution. But what I want to just, um, I want to bring good news to the believers. In spite of everything we are talking about now and going to talk about today, I want the believers to understand you are the beloved of God. And if you are a believer, you were promised that we would be the winners. So that means you have to survive whatever is going on in order to be around to partake in the victory. So in survival now, it's different than living. Survival mode is a crucial, critical um, time frame in which you have to do things or will end up doing things that you would not ordinarily do, but you have to do it now just to make sure that you're still around later on. So there are certain things that have to be done when you're in survival mode. And this is where we find ourselves now. And so one of the things that I'll just briefly speak on right now, and we'll go into it later further in the show, is with the variants, the vaccine, and the virus, the hospitals, once again, are at critical mass proportion as they were during the first part of the pandemic, where it's not uncommon for you to go to the emergency room and wait 8 to 12 hours to be seen. It's not uncommon for if you can get into the emergency room and get past registration, you will see it looks like the pictures that they show on the news of so-called third world countries when you look at their health care facilities where you have wherever there's a spot there's somebody laying there with an IV or with something going on because there are no rooms upstairs in the hospital when you hear them talking about hospitals at critical mass and they're full that may or may not be the case what the real issue is there's not enough workers in the hospital because there are so many first responders, healthcare providers that are not working now. So they can't accept as many patients on the floors, on the wards, in the different departments as they would normally do. So when they say the hospital is full, it doesn't mean that if it's a 300 bed hospital, that all 300 beds are got people in them, it simply means that they've reached capacity due to staffing levels. And then to add Mm -hmm. insult to injury, during the first part of the pandemic, your first responders, they called them, uh, they called us, um, uh, uh, what were we called? Uh, Essential. Yeah, essential workers. We were called essential workers then. Well, now mm-hmm. we were essential in the first part of the pandemic, working with shoddy resources, 
sometimes with no PPE, having to provide our own PPE at, at times in order to get the job done. So we were the heroes then, but today it seems we're the goats because now you're telling these same essential workers who pulled together and got you through the first crisis that now they cannot work if they don't take your funky vaccine. Man, go straight to H-E double hockey sticks with that, man. I don't give a doggone what you say. I'm not taking your funky vaccine because it is not a vaccine. It's an operating system that you're planting in the people like DOS and Windows for your computer. And if anybody dares to uh, 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 dispute what I'm saying, hey, hey, just do your research. History is best qualified to reward its researcher. Do your research. Why is it that the company, the vaccine companies are not calling it a vaccine? It's the news media that calls it the vaccine. It's the politicians that's calling it the vaccine. But those mm-hmm. that have created it and made it, they call it an operating system. Well, you put operating systems in electronic devices. You put operating systems in things that you want to be able to control either remotely or from a distance. You put operating systems in something that you want to either give life to or take complete control of. That's what operating systems do. A so-called vaccine is supposed to be something that's supposed to help your body adapt to, rid itself of, and protect you against an invasion or intruder that's coming into the body. The patients that I'm seeing in the emergency room that I work in now, I'm not really seeing that many unvaccinated people coming in with full-blown COVID. Everybody, so much so that one of the triage questions that we've had to add into our triage matrix is, are you vaccinated? If so, which shot did you take? Have you taken the first or both? And how long ago? I had seven veterans in my emergency room the other night, and all seven of them said the same exact thing to me, Brother Yusuf. They were fine until the Mm. VA started giving out the shots, and they went and took the uh, vaccination and the flu shot together. Ten days after that, all of them are in the emergency room with full-blown positive statuses for COVID. And they're all suffering from the same thing. Their lungs are so congested that when they do the x-ray, it's like one big cloud in it. You can't even see it. Or they have blood clots in their lungs at this point. So what I want to say to everyone that's listening is, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan told us on July the 4th, do not take the vaccine. Now, this is Brother Rudolph talking. This is not black hole. I'm giving my disclaimer right now. 
Any statements made by me cannot be contributed to in any way, Black Hole Radio, Blog Talk Radio, nor Brother Yusuf and Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. This is me talking, Brother Rudolph, citizen of the nation of Islam. Yes, sir. Brother Rudolph? Yes, sir. I'm going to interrupt you for a second, brother. As one of the co-owners of Black Hole Radio and founders, whatever you say, we back 100%. So we're not taking the disclaimer, you know? Yes, sir. You can't kick out behind, so come on, let's go. All right, well, and here it goes. If you're weak enough to listen to this devil and take his poison after the man of God done told you not to do it, you deserve what happens to you. I'm done with it. Brother Yusuf? Praise be to Allah. Thank you, Brother Rudolph. So so informative, beloved, so informative that when they tell you that the capacity of the hospital is one thing, it doesn't mean that every bed is full. If I understood you correctly, it has to do with staffing levels at the hospital. The other point, so beautifully, that uh, when you talked about the business side of uh, the industry, they call it an operating system. And it took me back to the very beginning when we were told that Pfizer was partnering with BioNTech. Right. BioNTech has no track record or history of vaccines. An operating system. Bill Gates has put mega dollars behind vaccines worldwide. He specializes not in vaccines, in operating systems. So a very yes, good point, brother, when you talked about what makes rain, hail, snow, and earthquakes, of course, you and I know, but to our listening audience who may not know, this comes directly out of the supreme wisdom. Lessons by Master Far Muhammad to his servant, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, for the Lost Foundation of Islam in North America. And that comes out of specifically Lost Found Muslim Lesson number two, question and answer number eight, what makes rain, hail, snow, and earthquakes? And the answer is what it is. Uh, I could go into it, and if time permits, I will. But in that same lesson, number 13, question and answer, asked what brings rain, hail, snow, and earthquakes? And as we move from uh, uh, the climate or, or the climactic conditions externally, and we moved into the V's of the virus, the vax, and the variants. It reminded me of that saying, as above, in question and answer number 13 of the Supreme Wisdom, Lost Found Lesson number two, the answer says, they continue to teach the 85% that all of this that you see, such as rain, snow, hail, and earthquakes, comes from that mystery God that no one will ever be able to see until he dies. This is believed by the 85%. The 10% know that when man dies that he will never come back and tell the living whether he lied or not because the dead is never known to return from the grave. All the history of Islam never 
reveals anything that no man had ever been able to come back from a physical death. But there is a chance for mental death because the lost found was once dead mentally and many of them revived from it. Revived from it. That's you, Brother Rudolph, emergency medical services. Give them the AED. Give them the paddles. Yes, sir. The paddles. But the lesson goes on to say, but they were not physically dead, only mentally dead. And for those who are not familiar with the 85%, the 10%, and the 5%, we know that the 85% uh, percent, pardon me, says in the lesson, uncivilized people poison animal eaters, slaves from mental death and power, people who do not know the living God or the origin in this world. And they worship that that they not uh, that they know not what, pardon me, who are easily led in the wrong direction and hard to lead in the right direction. The 10% are the rich, the slave makers of the poor who teach the poor lies to believe that the almighty true and living God is a spook and cannot be seen by the physical eye, otherwise known as the bloodsucker of the poor. So as I listen to as I listened to your report, Brother Rudolph, it reminded me of as above, so below. Brothers yes, and sisters, it's 4.41 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're in our first hour of this week's presentation of Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. I'd like to uh, share a public service announcement. Uh, there's a um, program that will be coming on this Sunday at 4 p.m., it's called, the program is called Life Sciences, How to Eat to Live. And they plan to go live with a subject matter this week entitled A Proper Responsible, A Proper and Responsible Procedure for Review of Medical Data Prior to Making Recommendations for COVID-19 or Any Ailments. It'll be with our brother, Brother Victor Muhammad, as you know, has been a guest on this program in the past. There may also be other subject matter experts, such as our dear sister, Sister Patrice Muhammad of the Ministry of Health and Human Services and others. So again, this Sunday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Life Sciences, you can log on and see this subject, a proper and responsible procedure for review of medical data prior to making recommendations for COVID-19 or any ailments with Brother Victor Muhammad and others. And while we're on that, our prayers are going out to anyone who may be experiencing uh, the impact of COVID-19, either personally or anyone in your family, in your inner circle or outer circle. May Allah bless us all with love and the light of understanding and the ability to rise above uh, this particular challenge. For those of us who've been blessed to uh, not be impacted by it, which is very few, but there are some, let us not forget the scripture out of the Bible, the book of Isaiah chapter 26 uh, verse 20 and 21, 
In other words, stay in your shelters. Gird up your loins, as I mentioned earlier, so that we can defeat this uh, virus. We're not taking the vaccines and whatever variant comes around us, we say to hell with it by Allah's grace, mercy, and permission. You see here on disaster awareness for community preparedness, when you talk about disasters, it impacts us on all different levels of people's activity, whether or not it's education, economics, entertainment, labor, law, politics, religion, sex, war. All these people activities, if you will, are interrelated when it comes to disaster. And so we always want to offer you solutions, life sciences, this Sunday at 4 o'clock, or you can go back to NOI.org and look at the COVID-19 practical steps for self-care, what you can do to protect yourself. Go to NOI.org or media.noi.org to help with solutions. This is a solution-based program, and just in case you forgot and weren't with us two weeks ago, we uh, success uh, uh, humbly recommend you consider putting in your medicine cabinet uh, certain vitamins and supplements like ivervectin, vitamin yes. D3, That's right. vitamin C, Yes. Quercetin, zinc, zinc, mineral, melatonin, yes. and even even uh, a goggle or or mouthwash uh, is something you need to consider. And I'll just touch base on some of what you may not ever. I mean, you might not know about brothers and sisters, but certainly I, I humbly recommend you go to the Final Call newspaper weekly that have uh, beautiful articles relative to the update of what's going on with the three Vs, the virus, the vaccines, and the variants. Right. But as it relates to important information on ivervectin, it says there was an overwhelming response to the July 20th article on ivervectin, a safe, inexpensive medicine which has proven extremely effective in treating COVID-19. It can only be given by prescription. In response to numerous requests for information on how to obtain ivermectin, you can uh, go to a website entitled COVID-19, C-O-V-I-D, the number 19, criticalcare.com. It'll give you a national-wide list of physicians and who will prescribe it. Again, you can go to COVID, the number 19, criticalcare.com. And so I, I, I just, you know, wanted to put those public service announcements out there for us to do our additional research. Once this program is over, don't wait until next Friday to come get an update of the landscape. This is about practical application and right. daily implementation. Practical application and daily implementation. And shout out to Dr. Ridgely Mukmeen Muhammad 
who've been writing some powerful articles relative to this subject, and I just no, we we know nothing happens by coincidence. So, by the 31st annual National Black Farmers Association conference going on right now as we speak, and we'll close out tomorrow. I just wanted to show an attitude of gratitude for thanking Dr. Ridgely Mukmeen Muhammad for all he's done, all that he's doing, and all that he will do by God's permission, not just relative to the virus, the vaccines, or the variant, but all the work he's done on Muhammad's farms down there in Brownwood, Georgia, and elsewhere. Brother Rudolph? Brother Rudolph, you there, beloved? If so, you're not coming through. Until we get him back, brothers and sisters, it's 4.49 p.m. Eastern Standard Time as we're about to close out our uh, first hour of a two-hour presentation here on Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. We pray that what we shared with you thus far has uh, been helpful to you. Uh, Brother Rudolph is uh, currently challenged by some technical difficulties, but we just smile at that because we know we're going to meet and overcome all obstacles in our path. The God that we say we serve hasn't failed us yet. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here. Again, we know, brothers and sisters, there's a humanitarian crisis, both locally and internationally. There are many moving parts and broken hearts. As above, so below. Why do I say that? You know, right here in the Tidewater area, the Hampton Roads area, the southeast region of Virginia, uh, there was a there was a unfortunate uh, shooting uh, that took place at what they call Young's Terrace, the projects in Norfolk, Virginia. Everybody knows it from around the way as Young's Park, where a young brother, 19 year, years old, allegedly he's being accused of shooting his, his girlfriend to death. Uh, and then two sisters, he ran once he shot the girl, as I understand it. And then he doubled back and shot two other sisters who were trying to help the first girl that he shot. So in the final analysis, it ended up being a mass shooting where this young brother killed three sisters and injured two more. So we got to do better, brothers and sisters. It is a humanitarian crisis. You know, too many people are are um, losing it for they have no knowledge of themselves as we talked about that 85% being in the supreme wisdom, you know, on this cover of uh, uh, this week's Final Call newspaper, it has 59 shots cover-up. It talks about with a federal marshal in Clayton County, Georgia, officer charged in the shooting of a young black man in Atlanta, in the Atlanta area. The victim's family and others are hoping justice will result from the prosecution in a case where Jamarian Robinson was shot 59 times by law enforcement 
offices. You know, and Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan has in his article, Justifiable Homicide, Black Youth in Peril, Part 1. So whether it's us killing us or law enforcement killing us or injustices, I understand that uh, the court case for the two Caucasian men who shot and killed Ahmaud Aubrey down there in Georgia as well is about to begin. And um, when you talk about a jury of your peers, and may Allah be pleased with both of these brothers, the jury for the Ahmad Aubrey case says only one black on the jury. And so even though the judge, pretty sounding words, said that uh, um Pretty sounding words about, yeah, it it, it looks lopsided, the jury of only one black and all Caucasians. But in other words, he said the show will go on. The show must go on. We're still going to try. We're still going to try these Caucasians with this particular jury. So anyway... That's it, brothers and sisters. Disaster awareness for community preparedness. Feel free to uh, press one on your phone pad. You'll be brought into the studio um, to ask any questions, have any comments, any constructive criticisms. We look forward to hearing from you. Uh, If you're online, you can dial 563-999-3089. Again, that's 563 9993089 and you'll be brought into the studio to deal with uh whatever it is that's on your mind. You know, this is not just about brother Rudolph and I sharing right. with you. We 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 know that on your end there's some information that we need to know. So I right. hear brother Rudolph is back and we look forward to hearing from him. Uh, there was one more thing on my mind, but we'll get around to it, Lord willing. Brother Rudolph, the floor is yours, beloved. Thank you. Yes, sir. All right, we're going right back to these hospitals, right back to this time that we are living in. Here is, I'm trying to figure out how to say this and give balance to my statement so as not to leave people in the dark and just in a state that they're hopeless. Um, The hospitals are overcrowded. A hospital is good to go to when you need to go to a hospital. Let's Let's say it that way. If you don't need to be at a hospital, then you got time to complain about what kind of service you're getting, if, uh, what the hospital look like, what the people look like, what it smell like. you got time to do all of that. If you don't really need to be there, you just choose to be there because either you just want somebody to attend to you or you just don't want to be home alone. But if you really need to be in the hospital, none of that stuff makes a difference to you because – your focus is getting the help that you need at that particular time. So with that being said, 
with the way that everything is working now and going in the hospitals, even when you get a diagnosis of positive COVID-19 or SARS-CoV-2 positive, unless you are really, really that bad off um, breathing-wise, they're sending you back home. Because they'll tell you that you can quarantine at home under, you know, and they give you conditions, things to do, and to things to look out for um, if you see and then you return. But it's because, again, they do not have physically have the space to keep you there just lying in a hospital bed taking up space and resources. Now, that may have sounded a little callous and cold the way I said it, but um, it, that's not how I meant it. But we all know that, you know, Brother Rudolph, uh, um, d- 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 he just has this thing about how he says things. But praise be to Allah, it is what it is. Um, so what I'm saying to you is, If you need to go to the hospital, then go to the hospital. But if you have a doctor, and everyone should have a primary care physician, and your relationship with your primary care physician should be of such nature that you can talk to them about anything. And if it's not, then you need to spend time cultivating your relationship with your primary care physician, just like you cultivate your relationship with your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your boo thing, your husband, or your wife. It takes time and communication. So uh, I put that out there. The other thing is health care proxy. You need to have a valid health care proxy when you go into these hospitals. And what that means is that what do you want done for you in the event you can't speak for you? I know that was a whole lot of use uh, and use and use in there. But that, that's, that's exactly what it is. If you can't speak for you, what do you want them to do for you? Because I will tell you this. And I'm telling you this as honest to God truth. If you don't have one in place, then it's not about what they're going to do for you. It's what they're going to do to you. You become the guinea pig. You become the test subject. You become the human Sims um, uh, um, experiment for the residents, the fellows, the um, new nurses, the new techs that are practicing their phlebotomy and how to draw blood, and they're practicing to get their vital signs and doing all their practice stuff, you become the uh, mannequin, I don't want to say dummy, the mannequin that they're testing, practicing on at that point. So I just wanted to just throw that out there to you. Um, a word to the wise is sufficient or should be, um, do a health care proxy. You can go right online and pull up health care proxy form and fill it out, 
talk to someone. I'm not telling you who. I'm not saying go to a member of the Ministry of Health and Human Services in your mosque. I'm not saying go to your minister. I'm saying talk to somebody who you trust will execute or speak into existence what you want done with you and for you and to you in the event you can't speak for yourself. Because the first thing that they really want to do when they get you in there, especially if it's COVID-19, they want to put you on a ventilator. And I'm telling you, the statistics don't look good for people coming off ventilators. The statistics do not look good for people being extubated or if something is wrong with your breathing, they do what they call an intubation, where they stick a tube down your throat into your lungs so that they can get air into your lungs. Well, reversing that process is very traumatic on the system too. And so that doesn't look too good for people trying to come back from that either. So, again, um, an ounce of prevention is than a pound of cure. But once you're in that ballpark, then you need to know, you need to be looking to your first base or your third base coach and reading them signs that they're giving you, telling you slide, go low, or, or, or don't steal, or steal. Whatever they're trying to tell you, you need to be looking for them signs once you get there. And then the other thing is, and the, the, this is the last thing, but this is the most important thing. Family, family. The minister told us this is a pestilence from God. Okay. All right. It is what it is. You mean to tell me that COVID-19 is bigger than your God? You mean to tell me that the lies that the enemy are putting out here and the propaganda that they're putting out here is so overwhelming that it shakes your faith in the God that you serve? Come on now. Come on now. Even when, all right, what is the definition of faith? It ain't about what you can see. What is it? Walk by faith and not by sight? Yeah, there are times that you have to do that because there are times that common sense isn't going to make sense. And all sense isn't common. There are times that you're not going to be able to mathematically come up with the solution to a problem. But you have to have faith in your God to know that if you're doing what you're instructed to do, that the God is looking out for you. And that the God will go before you and open doors for you and will go before you and will soften and open up hearts for you and will be there with you when you get there. We'll place an angel there for you to watch over you in the times when it seems like it's the darkest and when you are having the most difficulty. But you have to keep the faith in your God. Your faith gets tested. Our faith gets tested on a daily basis. But you know the exercise, if you want to build up your arms, you can do push-ups. You want to build your shoulders, you can do pull-ups. You want to build up your endurance, you can do cardio and run. Well, if you want to build your faith, then you got to fast and pray. 
And fasting is the greatest cure for all of our ills. And so we need to learn the proper way to fast. And we need to learn that fasting is not just abstaining from food and drink. Fasting is about mind over matter. It's teaching your body that your mind is the boss, not your stomach. It's about teaching your body to go time period, not um, partaking in those very things which we know uh, uh, um, save our lives, eating and drinking. But you can train your body when to accept food and drink and to go for extended periods of periods of time without food and drink. But you have to practice doing it. And there is a brother, which I'm working on getting him to come on to the show, um, who has this revolution going on. And this brother has successfully fasted for over 100 weeks. Now, you do the math. It's 52 weeks in a year. So if he's been over 100 weeks, how long has he successfully fasted? Like we do the unity fast, the first Thursday, Friday, Saturday of every month, where well, he's doing that every week. Every week. He's abstaining from food. And he's making his five prayers, his five prayers, and he's encouraging others to do it so much so that there's a groundswell, there's a tsunami of people that are doing it now. And then the physical um, reality to that is they're defeating diabetes, they're defeating high blood pressure and high cholesterol, they're defeating obesity. They're increasing their endurance and increasing their the ability of their immune system to work for them by cleansing their blood, cleansing their organs, cleansing their mind of the clutter, and focusing on the God. So I just wanted to throw that out there. But, yeah, Brother Abdul Malik, Formerly Brother Warren Tuek. Yeah, I'm coming at you, bro. I'm calling you tonight, and we need to get you on this show so you can talk about what's going on, talk about the results that the believers, and not just the believers, because it's some of everybody on this, Hebrew Israelites, it's Christians, it's non-denominational people, but they're all on that because they see the benefit of fasting to help us in this day and time. So I just wanted to throw that out there, Brother Yusuf. Back to you. Beautiful. But before you run, Brother Rudolph, that piece on the health care proxy, if yes, I sir. may. Yes, sir. A person can sign that proxy before they go to the hospital or yes, sir. It's called once they an get advanced, there? Yes, sir. It's called an advanced directive. And there are a couple of advanced directives that you get. Family, you need to be aware of. One, 
is a DNR or do not resuscitate order. What that means is that, God forbid, your heart stops beating and you stop breathing. If you do not want them to resuscitate you, you have that document already signed and certified prior to you going in there. And then when that happens, they will not try to resuscitate you. So that's called a DNR, do not resuscitate. That's one advanced directive. The next advanced directive is um, similar to the do not resuscitate, but it just simply covers ventilating you. You may not want them to ventilate you. Your heart may still be beating, but you're not breathing. You won't want them to do any external ventilations on you. You won't want them to intubate you and put you on a ventilator to help you breathe. So um, that that's a DNI. Do not intubate. And then you can combine those so you have a DNI, a DNR. Do not intubate. Do not resuscitate. Then there's the health care proxy. And for lack of a better term, the healthcare proxy is like the power of attorney in legal terms. It gives whoever's name is on that sheet the legal authority to make decisions for you. And the good thing about the healthcare proxy is it doesn't have to be your oldest child or your next of kin or your spouse or your parent. It can be whoever you designate it to be, and it can be revoked at any time. So you just need to know if you're going, plan on going into the hospital for any reason, you need to get a health care proxy and get that signed and get it activated. And then when you come out, you want to change it, then you go ahead and change it. But we need to have one in place. Brother Yusuf? Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you, brother, for sharing those advanced directives. The DNR, do not resuscitate. The DNI, do not intubate. The health care proxies. Man, what 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 wealth of knowledge, brother. You like the well of Zamzam, brother. Allah has blessed you, brother Rudolph, to be a walking encyclopedia. Oh, you know, the young people don't know what's encyclopedia. Right, but encyclopedia. anyway... Uh, I'm like a Google. Let's say I'm like a Google on the first stage iPhone, the first family generation iPhone. Let's say you better (laughs) act like you know, because if you don't know, you better Google Brother Rudolph. Go ahead, brother. When I listen to you talk about the brother uh, uh, who, who has a background in fasting, of course, we can't help but to know. Uh, How to Eat to Live, the book by the most honorable Elijah Muhammad from Allah in person. Book one and two is highly the highest recommendation of that, what you expressed in terms of the mind and the body being connected, the physiological benefits of it as above, so below. And so two things come to my mind. Brother Rudolph, there's a a line Allah gave me in one of my poems. It says, we have to eat for nutrition and not just for taste. Any other diet is really just a waste. Yes, sir. And you can remember when we used to sing in the church, a bright side, 
and it goes a little something like this. Trials dark on every hand when we try to do what's right. Though we do the best we can, always seems seldom right. All we know is that Jesus knows. He just knows just how much we can bear. Hold on a little while longer. Won't you look up and smile? There's a bright side somewhere. So when your way seems dark and drear, you don't have to worry because God is near. If in your heart there is no sorrow, just keep your face and keep holding on. Turn your plate down fast and pray. Jesus will always make a way. There's a bright side somewhere. So hold on, brothers and sisters. Learn the beauty and the benefit of how to eat to live as one of the therapies that will get us through this hour of moving parts and broken hearts, get us through this hour of humanitarian crisis. And uh, when you talked about the reason why we should consider these advanced directives because of uh, when you talk about the media and political campaigns that many of us are faced with if you're working, many of us are faced with if you're turning on your TV, logging on to anything, what pops up is this campaign. And it reminds me of Gil Scott Heron, Brother Rudolph. He used to have a piece called Tuskegee 626. Yes, sir. About the history of the Tuskegee experiment. He used to say, Tuskegee 626, scientists getting their kicks where brothers you dig are guinea pigs for vicious experiments. And, of course, brothers and sisters, we recommend... You get the final call newspaper of uh, the latest on the COVID-19 pandemic, if you will, which we know is a pestilence from heaven, whether it's COVID testing, which is further interference from our freedom, all the more reasons why we need our own schools, hospitals, in laboratories, or That's whether right. it has to do with the depopulation briefs. You know, I want to read two excerpts of interest that you may be aware of, brothers and sisters, and one is entitled Vaccine Proven Ineffective at Stopping Alleged Variants. And it reads, a recent study concluded that those who are fully quote-unquote, vaccinated against COVID-19 are, in fact, more susceptible to COVID variant infection than unvaccinated people. Wow. A scientist explained that, quote, among vaccinated individuals, a COVID variant virus is not recognized by the specialized antibodies provided by the vaccine, and the natural antibodies have been programmed to stand down, unquote. And this allows the variant to thrive. The fully vaccinated were more likely 
than unvaccinated persons to be infected by variants carrying mutations. That's wow. one excerpt. And then the other one is, you know, our dear brother, brother Floyd Mayweather. You may or may not have been hearing about uh, the NBA basketball player, brother Kyrie Irving's refusal to be exterminated, as it says in this excerpt. And so brother Mayweather put out a recent tweet in support Brother Kyrie Irving, who is being persecuted by the NBA for choosing not to be injected with the unknown, quote-unquote, vaccine serum. You may or may not know, brothers and sisters, that great athletes such as Marvin Hagler and Hank Aaron both died after taking the COVID vaccine. So, Brother Mayweather tweets this. He says, Kyrie, what's up? I know you're going through a lot. You only want to be treated fair. You're a great person, a great father, a great athlete, and you believe what you believe. America is the land of the free, freedom of speech, freedom of religion, and supposedly freedom to choose. Never be controlled by money. I respect you for having some integrity and being your own man. A free mind makes his own choices, and a slave mind follows the crowd. Stand wow. for something or fall for anything. One man can lead a revolution to stand up and fight for what's right. One choice, one word, one action can change the world. It's crazy how people hate you for being a leader. I hope your actions encourage many others to stand up and say enough is enough. And he wrote in red, respect to you, Kyrie, and power to the people. That's a tweet, a recent tweet from brother boxer great Floyd Mayweather. So I just wow. wanted to share that as we're at 5.18 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Brother Rudolph, the floor is yours, brother. You know, I, and while we're on this piece, I, I, I just want to say this. Isn't it, <laughs> you know, I want to give props to our brother, Dave Chappelle. Right. <laughs> you know, in one of his pieces, this, this latest one, you know, where he's talking about the um, uh the gay community. But the point that he makes is it's easier or why was it easier for Bruce Jenner to change his sex than it was for Muhammad Ali, for Cassius Clay to change his name? You know, Imagine br- that. That's right. brings up a hell of a, a, a thinking point for those who Sir. dare, who dare to think about that question. But then the other part, the other thing is Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is also in the news for not uh, being vaccinated. And the unflicted story is that some say he said he was, some say he said 
he wasn't, you know, I don't know. But nobody is dragging Aaron Rodgers through the mud like they're doing Kyrie Irving. And hold that point, Brother Rudolph. Yes, sir. I think I hear a siren, which means what? State of emergency, never seen such urgency. And it also means we've been visited by guests. How may we serve you here at Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness? Please state your name and where you're coming from. Greetings in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. This is Pastor Don Jr., CEO, calling from sunny Mesa. It was almost about 85 degrees out here. Uh, well, I got the floor. I want to thank everybody that's called in to the show for the first time. This is Marshall Barkas. But I want to ask a question. What do you yes, think sir. that we're going to do once the world opens back up on the first? The first of the year is going to be not any other year ever before. The whole world is going to be open again. So, I mean, what, what do we, how do we combat what's been going on? Let, let me say this real quick, Brother Yusuf. Who said the world opening back up on, on, on January 1st? That's what I'm saying. If you look that, around. That, that's what we expect. That's what people expect. But I didn't hear God say that. And that's the only one that I'm trusting right now. God and his spokesman to know what's coming down the pipe. Because, you, you know, look at the meteorologist. That's the job I should have had, meteorologist. That's the only <laughs> job in America that you can be 50% right, and it's okay. 50% <laughs> when I went to school was an F. But the right. meteorologist can be right half the time, and they still got their job. Right, you know. Man. So, so I, all I'm saying to the, to that brother is just, you know, we don't know what the first of the year is going to bring, and what we need to be doing is we need to just hold fast to what we do know. Be prayerful, stay prayed up, be prayerful, but we need to be in the Word of God from every perspective that's out there, to see what thus saith the Lord about this time that we're living in. And if it doesn't coincide with what's in the Scripture, then we got to rebuke it. It doesn't matter who talking about it. Because like right now, we got every, every athlete, every so-called notable person out there from the black community uh, out there taunting Get the vaccine. Get your get your shot. Get your jab. Get your jab. Well, we already know that they've all been bought off already. They've all been paid for, because if they were so as scholarly as they were influential, then they would know that the science does not support what's going on. As a matter of fact, the science go, is, uh, goes directly opposed to it, so much so that Mr. Uh, Fauci has had to go publicly and backtrack on quite a few of his statements from early on because that's not the reality now. So, yeah, I, I'm just throwing that out there. But we do thank you for your call, brother, and we thank you for your time <laughs> and for listening, and we want Amen. you to continue to not just listen, but to participate and to get others involved in the conversation because that's what this needs to be, a conversation. Brother Yusuf? 
Hey, yes, hey I got something to say. Go ahead, brother Pastor. I, Go right ahead. I've been pastor yeah. for 20 years, man, and I'm glad you keep it real. At the same time, I lived in 30 out of 50 states, so I've never seen anything like this the whole time. <laughs> yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I've seen the move, you know guys. This is God at work here. This ain't nothing. This ain't nothing that man is doing. This is God. Amen. If I may, that when we go into the scripture as students and we think about the exegesis of what we're reading, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad teaches that in this world, they teach you that in the Bible is 75% history and 25% prophecy, where mm. he teaches the opposite. He says 75% is prophecy, and 25% is history. So when mm. we go into the book of Ephesians 6, it says to gird up your loins, right? Oh, Put my on God, that baby. helmet of salvation, that breastplate of Come on now. righteousness, right? right? That sword of, of faith and, and, and your feet shotted with the spirit. Why? Because we war or wrestle not against flesh and blood. blood. But against rulers and principalities, Uh the rulers of the darkness of this world, and spiritual wickedness in high places. Brother, that's what we're dealing with right now. Amen. And so whether we're dealing with the enemy without or the enemy within, we got to see that we're living in a particular time of prophecy that we're just not talking to be talking. We're talking because we've been taught by the best knower amongst us. And as yes. students, we have to share. We're saying this humbly, but we're saying just like the scientists with this vaccine variant and, and, and virus, we have to be scientists spiritually. And we got to go into the medicine, but then we got to understand who the doctor is that's going to apply the right medicine at the right time. So, Pastor, you're right on time, brother. We thank you, brother. And, uh, you know, we're not one to get jealous, brother, but you're up under 85-degree weather. Brother Rudolph's in Detroit, (laughs) and I'm experiencing a very cold day. Uh, I'm from St. Louis. I know what it's like to wake up, and it's no snow, and you wake up, everything got snow on it. Just say this, brother. Thank you, brother. We pray that you'll be a consistent listener to Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. That's right. And um, we're Amen. hoping nothing I, I, but I'm the definitely. best for you and your ministry, brother. Yes, Amen. Sir. Well, I texted a lot of people and told them to come on in because y'all talking about some good stuff. If it was something negative, like a woman smacking a, a, a kid with a pork chop, people would share that 50 times. But when we say something positive, don't nobody want to come to those shows. <laughs> you right about that, Pastor. <laughs> Just stay steadfast, brother. We're humbled, brother, by your observation concentration and submission of what you hear on disaster awareness for community preparedness and stay with us brother and keep spreading yes, the word sir. brother share with amen you y'all doing something good god please amen y'all are great one. I'm, I'm beyond listening the rest of the show thank you yes sir thank you beloved brothers and sisters <laughs> it's 527 p.m eastern standard time as we round up and go into the last half hour of this week's edition of Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness, we want to thank our dear pastor from Arizona for his contribution. 
We want to thank all of you on the line, our first-time listeners, as well as our consistent supporters. We, 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 um, we thank you for the honor of your ear and the privilege of your presence, and we hope that what we shared uh, has been um, not only informative but also solutions-based to give you something that you can put in your toolbox to use today and henceforth. Remember, this is about practical application and daily implementation. So as we await Brother Rudolph to come back, um, let me uh, share another public service announcement, if you will, and this comes straight out of uh, FEMA, uh, the individual and community prepared this weekly bulletin. There's an upcoming webinar on disaster response and disability approaches for citizen responders. You may or may not be familiar with the CERT teams that once you qualify yourself, you can establish right there in the neighborhoods where you live and where you work, uh, community emergency response teams, if you will. And this particular webinar is on approaches for citizen responders relative to disaster response and disability. So if you're interested, on Wednesday, November 17th, 2021, from 1 p.m. to 2 p.m. Eastern Time, this hour webinar on disaster response actions that support people with access and functional needs, as well as those with disabilities. Uh, this uh, is for, and it features uh, members of the federal, state, academic subject matter experts who will present approaches to increase inclusivity for people with access and functional needs and those with disabilities in disaster response. Topics include Community Emergency Response Team, otherwise known as CERT, C-E-R-T, and you are the help until help arrives. There'll be a question and answer session uh, followed by presentations. Uh, for more information, you can visit Disaster Response and Disability Approaches for Citizen Responders, closed caption, and an American Sign Language interpreter will be provided. For reasonable accommodations or questions, you can go to uh, you can email FEMA, capital F-E-M-A, hyphen, prepare, at FEMA.dhs.gov. FEMA, the Federal Emergency uh, Management Administration, DHS, Department of Homeland Security, and GOV, of course, is short for government. So, that's, again, uh, brothers and sisters, if you go to FEMA, you can register for a webinar taking place on Wednesday, November 17, 2021. Uh, while we await uh, Brother Rudolph to return, I want to give a shout-out to 
Okay, the International Association of Black Professional Firefighters, yes, uh, Southeast Region, where uh, they allowed me to be a part of their conference uh, in Baltimore, Maryland last week. Very informative. Uh, shout out to all the firefighters who, of course, are experiencing their own level of anxiety as it relates to not only the vaccines, but as it relates to uh, the staffing levels. So I just wanted to give a shout-out. And since you're back, uh, Brother Rudolph, the floor is now yours, sir. Oh, thank you, Brother Yusuf. Yes, sir. You know, we're going to keep right on going with this, yes, for all my brothers, firefighters, CMT. And sisters. Oh, yes, sir. You're right. Thank you, beloved, for correcting that. Brothers and sisters. And that's crazy because, you know, I know quite a few of them personally. Wow. Regina Wilson, New York. Yes, sir. Tracy Lewis. Chanted to the head. Ella McNair. Chanted to the head and not the heart. Sisters, you know your brother loves y'all. Loves y'all seriously. Just charge it to me being human. Uh, but to all of my brothers and sisters out there, firefighters, EMTs, paramedics, nurses, even some doctors that are out there that are going through this thing right now, uh, correction officers, uh, all of you that are being threatened with your livelihood, the loss of your pension. Um, if you don't, uh, um, um, how do I want to say this? If you don't capitulate and allow them to infect you with something that you don't know what's going to do, how it's going to manifest in your body next year this time, but you know it's not going to be good, you're in the valley of decision right now. And all I can say to you to try and encourage you is to understand that, as our sister Yolanda Adams said, the battle is not yours. Go ahead. But you do have to choose a side, lest you will be chosen for a side. Mm. So, you know, again, believe what you believe. Study to show thyself approved and know what you know. But at the end of the day, you just have to, as they always tell us, you just have to look at look at the protracted history of the That's government right. of this country and their dealings with people of color and the poor people of this country. Have they ever done anything out of benevolence to help that those groups that I just said out of the condition that they were in without selves coming out of it. Has there ever been a single determined effort on behalf of the 10% to honestly, sincerely, and uh, empathetically do anything on behalf of the 85%. Mm. 
That's the question that, that, that you have to study and answer for yourself. And then that should help you to understand what side of this thing you're on. You know, remember, the majority, just because it's the majority, it doesn't mean that it's right. It just means that it's a lot of people. Well, just remember that no revolution has ever started with a majority. It's always started with a minority. And then the momentum catches on as time goes on because that minority is so blessed by the creator to have the intestinal fortitude to stand strong even in the winds that are blowing, to stand strong and be versatile, not be rigid. Because think about the palm tree when that F5 come, uh, or that uh, Category 5 hurricane comes through. If the palm tree were rigid like the redwood, it would snap and break under the pressure of the wind. But because the palm tree is swift and changeable and it's adaptable, it bends and sways as the wind blows, does not get uprooted, and by the time the wind stops blowing, the palm tree is still there doing its job. Well, that's how we have to be. Let the winds blow. Because Scripture tells us that the winds will blow. But we have to know that, know for a surety that we are connected to the source of power that's causing the wind to blow. And so as the wind blows, we can't get blown away with the wind. We have to be able to stand strong in the face of the wind blowing and be um, um cognizant of the fact that we're on the right side and just know for a fact that the battle, you know, the victory is ours, but we just have to go through the motions to get to the end of the game. So I just wanted to throw that out there for all of our family that's going through what they're going through because of this so-called mandate um, at the time. And then I'll say this to those who are in like mind, this is just another example of the winds blowing on the dry bones in the valley. Separation is the only answer. We have to separate completely away from this wicked mindset and from these wicked people who um, are bringing forth all of these manifestations of evil. We have to separate from them. And so everything that's going on, again, maybe it's the God trying to show us that we got the answer. Now we just have to get the guts enough to go ahead and make that move, knowing that if you make one step toward the God, he'll make two toward you. Brother Yusuf? Yes, sir, Brother Rudolph. Thank you. As we are at 539. Uh, P.M. Eastern Standard Time. Again, let me encourage you, if you're on the air and would like to offer a question, a comment, or constructive criticism, uh, feel free to press 1 on your phone pad. And for those who might be online, you can call in at 563-999-5433. 
3089 against 563-999-3089. You know, one of the statements I made at the top of the show, Brother Rudolph, was there are moving parts and broken hearts. And right. so the, the broken hearts are as a result of not being prepared. And when we say disaster awareness, before you can be prepared, you have to be made aware. So when you're made aware, take the initiative to prepare. Then when uh, various things arise arise on levels that may or may not be uh, in your control, the more you're aware and prepare, the more you'll have control over anything. So some of the moving parts, Brother Rudolph and I, though we're in different areas of the United States as we speak, we met in New York City. That's right. We remember meeting a young man, a peer of ours, by the name of Eric Adams. Yes, sir. Eric Adams was just voted in as the mayor, the next mayor of New York City, moving parts. Yes, sir. Then many of us are familiar with this man, Elon Musk, who's a billionaire. I think he just built a contraption that went up in space for a period of time and came back. He said that billionaires can save lives by donating to fight hunger. Sounds good. And it's definitely possible, but we have to be aware and prepare to see just how probable that is. Right. And how he intends on fighting hunger. I believe he wrote a uh, an opinion editorial in the Newsweek magazine. Moving parts broken hearts. When you look at, as Brother Rudolph said, Dr. Fauci had to backtrack on words that he used earlier. This is the same man who represents and endorses the CDC endorsing the Pfizer shot for children ages 5 through 11. Right. Moving parts. Think of this. Really only if we're not being made aware and more importantly preparing. In other words, were you aware that the CDC is not just the Center for Disease Control but is the Center for Disease Control and Prevention? You never hear about that part. Prevention. Just letting you know, if you didn't know, moving parts. Some <laughs> of us may not have children that age 5 to 11 or grandchildren, but what are our children experiencing on college campuses? Yes, sir. That they can't even attend, quote, unquote, of higher learning without being fully vaccinated. Right. This, this, this creates a high level of anxiety. Don't you uh, agree, Brother Rudolph? What's your thought? Oh, without a doubt. 
you know, I just wanted to share says, some, some more moving parts. Go right ahead, beloved. Oh, I just wanted to say, you know, Scripture talks about this day and time. It said that, you know, young people will be gray-haired in this day and time because of the level of anxiety that they're under at such a young age. Well, you think about it. They've been sold the American dream their whole life, and now they get to the point where they're trying to go to college to better themselves and hire institutes of higher learning just to be told now that they can't go in when they're told that you, this is America, you have the right to your opinion, you have the right to freedom of speech, you have the right to your own body as by the Constitution, but now it's being told that you don't have that right and you have to do as we say or you're not going to be able to do You know, they're, they're understanding now that this whole thing, they've been sold a bill of goods, that's a lie. That's all I wanted to throw in there, Brother Yusuf. No, no, you reminded me of that scripture in the Holy Quran called the shock of the hour. I don't know if that's Surah 22 maybe. See if I can find that. The shock of the hour is something, brother. And, and, you know, me being a lyricist, uh, um, is it, is it, let me see here. Mm -mm, Yeah. Surah 22, the pilgrimage. It reads, in the name of Allah, the beneficent, the merciful. O people, keep your duty to your Lord. Surely the shock of the hour is a grievous thing. The day you see it, every woman giving suck will forget her suckling, and every pregnant one will lay down her burden, and thou will see men as drunken, yet they will not be drunken, but the chastisement of Allah God will be severe. And, you know, when you talked about the children having the gray hair, it reminded me of that. We can see if we go out into our communities, people walking around as if they're drunk, you know. And uh, I think it's in the third chapter. Our pastor from Arizona might be familiar with lift every voice and sing. And as it says in that third chapter, God of our weary years, God of our silent tears, thou who has brought us thus far along the way, Thou who has by thy might led us into the light, keep us forever in the path we pray. Lest our feet stray from the places, our God, where we met thee. Lest our hearts, drunk with the wine of the world, we forget thee. And you see people walking around today as if you know they're drunk. And and, and and we know they're intoxicated off of something. And so we have someone calling in, and we're grateful. Brother, sister, please state your name and where you're calling from. Uh, my name is uh, Don Carlos Passmore, Jr., and I'm calling from Phoenix, Arizona. Beautiful. Welcome, so sir. This, How may we serve you? Thank you. Thank you. Here and to be heard and to have the opportunity to speak. So this is the question that I would like to uh, pose or ask. Uh, do we know how many people uh, have died worldwide as a result 
today of COVID-19? Well, based on my research, beloved, according to how the statistics are accumulated, they're they're using a number over 700,000. No, no. The question I'm asking is, how many people have died worldwide as the re- today as a result of COVID-19? I'm talking. I'm not talking U.S. I'm talking worldwide. Okay, I, I can give you that. I can answer the question. Okay, the question is: over five million people have died to date as a result of COVID-19. And I'm going to ask another question: Have we all seen hospitals? overflowing not only here in the U.S. but worldwide with not only people that are dying of COVID-19 or people that have died of COVID-19, but people that have been extremely ill and their lives have been dramatically affected as a result of COVID-19. Have we seen hospitals overflowing, number one? Have we seen hospitals inundated with refrigerated trucks with bodies of people that have died as a result of COVID-19. Can we agree that this is something that we have all seen? Uh, let, let me interject this before, we, before you go further. I will agree that we've seen the numbers of people dying and that they've attributed them to COVID-19. Let me just throw this in there. Remember the AIDS crisis when it first started. And remember the numbers, how they were so inflated, and everything and everybody that died, they attributed it, they died because of AIDS. Yes. Okay, okay. Okay, just let me ask this question. Okay, so listen, I, I understand... I understand I understand what you're saying and I res, I respect it but listen we have to speak truth. Uh God works where there is truth, okay? Not where there is innuendo, in, innuendo where there is guessing and there's speculation. We have all seen Are you implying people, that we're doing that brother hold up. Stop right there. No, no, no. No, what I'm saying No, no, what I'm saying is that what I am saying is that we all love one another, okay, and that we have to speak to truth, okay? This is not the Tuskegee Project. What we have just witnessed and seen over the last almost two years now. This is not the Tuskegee Project, okay? The Tuskegee Project was horrible and horrific, and there have been a number of other projects similar to the Tuskegee Project that have affected people of color. But this, my friend, has, is affecting people of all colors. And it has nothing to do with just solely people of color. It has everything to do with common sense and protecting our lives to make certain that we are here and that we don't die, okay? This is okay. what this is about. Okay, can I ask you a question then, brother? Based on your statement now, so is that the reason why there's such a worldwide um, hysteria over it? Because it doesn't just affect people of color? Because there wasn't this much 
outrage over people of color being sought after and killed by projects and, and procedures and policies set forth by this government. There was never this kind of outrage. But now because it's affecting more than black people, there's outrage. So can we, do we deduce that to mean that? That's only outrage because it's not just people of color this time? No, this is See, the point I'm that I'm saying, trying to make. I, I understand. What I'm saying to you is, and others listening, brother, is be not deceived by the news media because they're not telling you the whole truth and the story. They're telling you what the owners of the stations and the publications allow them to put out. They're telling you what they're being fed by those who are feeding the news outlets from the White House and controlling the narrative. Oh, okay, the question I know it for a fact, brother, because I work in the industry. And I okay, know let me what ask you I'm this. Okay, let me ask you this. Did you see or have we seen over 5 million people on earth die over the last couple of years as a result of COVID-19. Over 5 million worldwide. All right. All right. Okay. That's a good Let me ask you this question. How many people over the last over the last 5 years have died of heart disease? Have died of diabetes? Okay. Have died of, okay, uh, of so, breast cancer? Okay. And how many people over the last 5 years that have died as a result of heart disease and cancer and other horrific illnesses? How many of them fought to live and receive treatment, various treatments to live? I mean, the question should be this. Number one, this is, to me, this has nothing to do with color, and it has everything to do with common sense, okay? Now, I am pro-truth, pro okay? And okay. I, I am... I am pro-truth. Now, I began okay. and prefaced this by saying that if we're going to operate in the spirit of truth, let's all be truthful, number one, about and the color of I Jesus. And that's you, beloved. That's why I said don't imply that we're not being truthful. You have to understand, beloved, he who gives you the diameter of your knowledge prescribes for you the circumference of your activity. We've been talking about not specifically a Tuskegee uh, experiment, though we cannot ignore that. But it's really about depopulation. Are you familiar with um, uh, uh, the Memorandum 200 signed by President Ford, influenced by Henry Kissinger? Are you familiar with that? Are you familiar with the same Henry Kissinger trying to influence President Carter about the global 2000 of depopulation? Are you familiar with Bill Gates stating that in order for this planet to exist, we have to reduce the population? That's the point. So when you keep okay, going the, back to you, you, you're the, speaking the, on the basis of truth, I don't want our listening audience or you, more importantly, to say or think that we're giving you anything other than the truth. So he who no, gives no, you the diameter of your knowledge... 
prescribed for you the circumference of your activity. Because when you came on with the question, and I gave you the U.S. statistics, and then you brought the world statistics, and you moved forward, you came with a predetermined idea. So go right ahead, brother. We we welcome this kind of conversation. But I had to, every okay, time no. you, you, you make an implication that truth is coming from you and not from us, then we got to just say, hold up, wait a minute. No, 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 that's not what I'm saying. Truth is what we have all seen, okay? Truth is what we've all seen. We have all seen people dying and have died worldwide as a result of COVID-19. Before there was a vaccine, we saw the world shut down, okay? Shut down. And it wasn't just the world for people of color. It was the world for people of all colors shut down, okay? Now, okay, I brother, am... Brother, brother, brother Soldier, Brother Soldier, I got a question for you. This is Brother Paris Muhammad. Not a question no, of statement. Just let me, you, I, I, I want to deal with a fact, you brother, before you, go any further, before you go any further, brother. I got to deal with a fact with you. All the COVID cases that they claim that people died of COVID, it's not died, didn't die of COVID. They paid hospitals to save people died of COVID. These are facts. People died from collapsed collapse lungs. Okay, me, they died from other things, me, but they got, they got listed as COVID. My brother. So they don't know how to so treat are you Okay, so are you suggesting that what we all just witnessed and have seen over the last couple of years in reference to COVID-19 is a figment of our imagination? No, sir. No, sir. No, sir. COVID, COVID is I'm very real. What I'm trying to tell you that the numbers are being made are skewed to promote pandemonium. This what's going on now. This is not no, I people told dying from collapsed lungs and improper, and improper treatment. So well, I totally disagree with that because okay. well, I totally disagree because let, let's, let's look at the facts, okay? People around the entire world have been dying as a result of COVID-19. This is a worldwide pandemic not seen to none of us during our lifetime, okay? okay. I'm speaking during our lifetime, number one, okay? Okay. So there has been over 5 million people that have died worldwide as a result of COVID-19. This is okay. people of all colors. So, and we know that what affects some people will unfortunately affect some people more dramatically as a result of their condition. For example, the majority of the prevent COVID-19 or people working in a surrounding or an environment where they can be affected by COVID-19 were people of color. And as a result, that's as a result of the jobs that they performed on a daily basis. Okay. Number, okay. okay, so. So, brother, 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 so you're going on these long soliloquies? Let's talk about the, the place where COVID allegedly started, Wuhan, China. How many deaths? Have, how many deaths did they suffer from Wuhan, China? Do, do you want the Do you want the uh, the real number, or do you want the number that uh, the Chinese themselves have been giving uh, to the okay, world? Which, I, which I'm going to tell, tell you like this, brother. I'm going to tell you like this. See, this 
debate will go nowhere with you because you say the real numbers are the numbers that China has given us. We know for a fact that the doctors from Cuba went to Wuhan, China, using Paximmune, Never 20,000 medical professionals, not one of them caught COVID, not one of them, over a six-month period as they healed the people who had COVID in China. COVID okay. is real. Okay. We're talking about okay. the yeah. implementation, the implementation of, 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 of uh, healing. We're talking about all that, brother. So you, you want to go by the numbers? Oh. Yes. If I tell you that. No, no. Okay. Of 300 is real. We see my no, no, wait, wait a minute. We, we know that. Wait a minute, brother. Okay, okay. Wait a minute, Let me give you some quick. I'll give you some quick numbers. My brother. Seven hundred sixty-two thousand. Are we? I'm not debating with anyone whether or not COVID-19 is real. I'm on this line saying that it is absolutely real, 100% real, and that as human okay, beings. You no, point. you're talking about your facts. Your facts are the actual facts, no. and ours are not. <laughs> yeah, you made your point, beloved. We, we thank you. We thank you for calling in, brother. My point is that, okay is that we need to, to disagree. Go ahead, make your point. Wow, when you got to the point of making your point, brother, your your transmission got broken up. Can you hear me? No, no, brother, that's me. I hit the button by mistake. I want to excuse me, brother, for hitting your button by mistake. I'm putting them back. Can you hear us now, brother? Can you talk? Hello? Hey, he got the text message from me. I just passed the Don Jr. to you. Okay. No, <laughs> it's right, okay. So that's it's okay. We encourage everybody to call in, whether it's pro or con, of what we're offering. And I appreciate it, brother. But once you reiterate your point, and we're at the end of uh, today's meeting, we had to really get to his point. It's unfortunate that caught off, cut off in his last point. But I think, you know, as Brother Rudolph and Brother Pastor, we know in the book of Romans it says all things that work for good. I just didn't want Brother to imply that what we were given right. was something other than true. No, no, no. And, you're, and you're, you're absolutely right, um, He was giving right, it from brother. his perspective, and we appreciate that. We, we welcome that. And if if he had heard me uh, reiterate the words of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, that he who gives you the diameter of your knowledge prescribes for you the circumference of your activity. So he's gotten his numbers from wherever he's gotten them from, and us the same. And uh, Lord willing, we'll all come to a higher level of consciousness again. We welcome our dear brother, but when you know, what he was trying to say didn't fit in as we're closing out uh, this week. I hope he calls in next week, and I hope you tell him, Brother Pastor, that the engineer uh, cut him by mistake and, you know, not him feeling other than that. So, um, Brother Pastor, was there any statement you would like to say in closing? If you're trying to transmit, sir, your your transmission can you hear me? is coming in. I can hear you now. Okay. Yes. I had a great time. Thank you for your hospitality. I invited a lot of people. So y'all might get some random callers next week. <laughs> Man, I, I'm just on fire. It was a great show. Thank you. It's all things work for good, brother, for those who believe Amen. according to the most highest purpose, brother. So thank you for calling in. Thank you for sharing our program with your database. And so 
next week, Lord willing, same time, same station, 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I certainly welcome you to come into the studio of another weekly edition of Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. And if I can close out before I give it to Brother Rudolph, I want to use my poetic license. I can't help myself that even with these few words shared by me and we, I guess it's still the way it used to be. The strength of a nation is its family, and real freedom is responsibility, the ability to respond legitimately by any means necessary. So I thank you for tuning in to another weekly edition for of Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. Brother Rudolph? Yes, sir. And I'm just going to say, let's stay tuned. Keep your eyes open. Stay woke. Um, and, you know, listen to the news, but don't dwell on it. And, make, you know, get in tune with your government. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam, I can I